Welcome to the Table for One podcast, a podcast for those of you who are cooking for one. You'll find interviews with people who are cooking for one, nutrition tips, cooking tricks, and other practical topics for all my single listeners. And all without the mention of dieting or restriction because, well, dieting just kind of sucks. So join me as I explore the realities, the challenges, and also highlight the joys of cooking for one in this busy world. Hi, I am excited to share this week's episode with you. I had the privilege of talking to Anne. Anne is a nurse in the Salt Lake area, and we had a great chat. We talked about leftovers and ways to incorporate some movement into our day and why we each think that's important. We talked about some of our favorite foods and um, dinner groups and then we also kind of ended it on this empowering note of really taking the opportunity to learn how to cook and to find the joy in cooking for ourselves. And also one other note, I recorded, I don't even know when I recorded this, probably February, maybe even March. It seems like a lifetime ago, but we talked about this before the whole world shut down. So obviously not recommending having dinner groups right now, unless you're already living with people and, um, to have this as something to look forward to once we're able to connect in person with people again. So enjoy this episode. Hey, Anne, thanks for joining me. Yeah, for sure. I, so I'd like to get started by asking a little bit about what eating was like at your house growing up. Tell me a little bit about that. So growing up, um, I, I lived within a family of five, um, and my mom would make a lot of meals, um, you know, to feed a family of five. Um, and I found that growing up, um, we'd have like a lot of, you know, bakes from the oven. Um, my mom tended to cook. It's interesting how her cooking evolved through the years because Mm -hmm. it started out. Um, I feel like there were lots of there was lots of like mayo and stuff in casseroles that we had. Um, Mm -hmm. but she always, she taught me a lot about having a vegetable with every meal. And it's been interesting because she definitely has become healthier like throughout the years, but Uh I attribute a lot of the healthy eating that I had, um, in those growing up years, like to my mom and dad, they, they definitely taught me like good habits, I guess, with eating. Sure. Um, and, and changing like as they learn things. So, yeah, that's interesting. So is there anything in particular that has kind of morphed in your life when it comes to eating? Um, and sorry, can you, ex- like, you explain like what you're going for Like in terms yeah. of So is it like compared to maybe when you've moved out of your parents' house, is there anything that's changed a lot in the way that you eat? Oh yeah. So definitely. I mean, now I don't, I, I don't just like eat whatever, like I have to choose what I buy to eat. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like I would snack a lot more at home. I don't snack it as much now. Cause I like choose what I pack when I'm going to work yeah. and also just what I buy. So I don't buy as many things that I would, that I would eat at home. And so I definitely feel that like, yeah, I don't, I don't eat quite so much. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Is that, are you not able to be as active as you were before or just, um, you've realized that you just don't need as much food as you did when you were in high school? (laughs) I realized, yeah, I definitely was more, I did cross country, um, in high school. Mm -hmm. And so, and they, 
ran us into the ground. And so I feel yeah. like I didn't eat a lot more then, but I also have realized that I didn't, I don't need as much food as I did. And I think, um, sometimes I would like emotionally eat, mm-hmm. especially around the holidays, right? Every yeah. neighbor and their mom like comes over and drops off sweets. And so they were always just sitting out there in the kitchen. And I feel like there were just, if, if it was there, I'd eat it almost out of boredom sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How, tell me a little bit about that process. Have you, have you found any ways to help, um, be more aware of the food that you're eating in a way that's, um, I'm trying to think, what am I asking exactly? (laughs) To, to like be more mindful of it or tell me a little bit about that process. Oh, for sure. Um, actually in nursing school, it was interesting. We learned a little bit about mindfulness and I thought it was so weird when I was introduced to mindfulness. I'm like, what is this? But then the nursing professor, she, she gave us all like a little Clementine and she, she wanted us to like peel it, smell it and then like eat it slice by slice. And honestly, I enjoyed that Clementine more than I've ever enjoyed a Clementine. And I was like, huh, I should like do this more. And not that I consciously do that like on a daily basis. But sometimes I find that if I do that or like I'm like, oh, I'm so hungry, but I drink water first. My body's like not necessarily hungry. It's thirsty. And so I don't know. I try to listen to my body more and, you know, nobody's perfect. Sometimes I I just eat out of like emotional. I don't know. You just you just eat emotionally, but I try not to. And I'm more like aware of it and mindful about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's interesting how I'm, I am in agree. I mean, I've had similar experiences to you with mindfulness. Um, for me, it's been cool to see. I think the biggest thing that I've gotten out of it is to realize the foods that I really like and really don't like, because mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I, there's a lot of foods that you, that I have eaten and I've eaten a lot of it to be able to gain the satisfaction out of eating it. And then I realized I'm never going to get that satisfaction because it's something that I don't really like. Yeah. And so that's helped me like be more aware of what I'm eating and to eat a, an amount that's like more appropriate for me in the, t- in the time. And also to like not feel bad about eating for reasons outside of hunger um, because it does happen and, and that's okay. Yeah, no, I, to- I totally agree. Yeah. So I actually wanted to go back and talk a little bit about eating and kind of changes with exercise habits. Cause I think Mm -hmm. that's something that's really common for people is, you know, maybe in high school or at certain times of life, you're like really active and other times not as active. And, Mm -hmm. you know, again, there's like no right or wrong to that life changes and that's okay. But how, how have you navigated going from running I mean, you said you ran cross country, so that's a lot of miles logged, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> to probably not be able to run quite as much in college and then after. Tell me a little bit about that. Um, I feel like I've I've come to exercise like in in different ways. Like I mm-hmm. I ski and I um I I in this in the winter I ski, I snowshoe, I try to go to the gym, um, and then in the summers I run and hike. Um, and so I still tend to live a pretty active lifestyle, but just in terms of like trying to listen to my body, cause like I, I love food. Being aware of how much you eat is more helpful to, 
to come in in terms of like mindfulness. Um, mm. But like you said, adjusting what it is that you're eating based off of the situation. Like if you're skiing and you don't want to stop for lunch and you also feel okay, like you're not going to fall over or like yeah. faint or something, <laughs> then that's okay. And having, you know, snacks with you that you can eat throughout and then to be able to eat more afterwards so you can like fully have the most out of your ski day. I, you know, that totally makes sense. Are there any other things that you've learned about like adapting to your day, especially working as a nurse maybe too? Oh, definitely. Um, (laughs) I mean, especially when I, I just switched over to a clinic. So my lunches are a little bit more regular, but when I was at the hospital, there would be days that you just get discharges and admits like crazy. And I really wouldn't get to take my lunch break until four or five. And I realized that on the days that I would not take like any 15 minute breaks or anything, I was just miserable and I felt my blood sugar getting low, Mm -hmm. lower. And so I learned to, that I was going to take better care of my patients if I just, you know, ran to the break room, ate a cheese stick and some Triscuits or something, and then came right back. Um, and then I would be like, just have a better mind and not get hangry, you know? Yeah. Well, that's such a good point because I think, you know, you hear a lot in popular culture that like it's, you know, skipping meals is fine. And, and I mean, there's a time and place for everything, but really realizing that a like food is energy. And so without food, you don't have energy. And also for I mean, your brain uses that food for energy too. So whatever it is that you're doing, whether you are a nurse or, you know, you're whatever it is that your job is or whatever you're doing, you're going to need that energy to be able to function and to be a nice person. So Mm -hmm. prioritizing that not only for you to feel good, but also to be productive. Yeah. And I think it's so interesting that sometimes, I don't know you, and, and I don't, I don't have kids, so I can't, and I have like a higher metabolism, so I'm not in any way like trying to shame like weight gain or anything when people have children, but something that I've seen like between, um, certain, like certain moms that will like make diet and exercise like a priority versus not. I just find that some of those moms are just so much more happy because they like make a sacrifice to like get up a little earlier to exercise or just, um, eat, you know, eat a little bit healthier and, and not just be like, well, my priority is my kids. Cause like, I don't know, you need to take care of yourself mm-hmm. to take care of other people. Um, and I know this is like a table for one podcast. So I don't know why I'm talking about moms and kids, okay. but <laughs> you know what I mean? uh, I'm just pretty passionate about that. I think like we're not being selfish when we take care of like what our body needs, as long as, you know, you prioritize and you, um, and you just make time for things and not waste so much time. You might have to like get rid of some time wasters to put priority of taking care of your body. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think that, I mean, the analogy of, of moms and, you know, having all of your focus beyond kids, which I I would imagine like, just like you, I don't have that experience, but I would imagine it's just easy to be like putting out fires. But at the same time, I think everybody could say, unless you have like really disordered eating habits, then it's going to be all messed up. Um, or maybe medical conditions, but we all feel better when we eat, (laughs) we need Mm -hmm. that food and that's, you know, and incorporating some sort of movement and then consistent meals is a way to, you know, keep our bodies 
um, functioning well. And also it's good for our mental health and our well-being to be able to get up and move and then also to be able to refocus some time towards ourselves and have calm time, whether it's, you know, like crazy exercising in a way that's um, hard and you're happy afterward or like taking a, you know, a relaxing walk or something like that. So I, I like that you brought that up. I think that's super important. Um, have you found ways or kind of ways to shift your thinking to, to incorporate more of um, movement and uh, consistent meals? <laughs> Um, movement and consistent meals. Um, I know we all have those like weeks where, I don't know, you, you make, you make goals to exercise like Mm -hmm. before work or after work and, and something seems to always happen to to get that in the way. Mm -hmm. Um, but I like refocusing like at the beginning of the week and be like, okay, what went wrong last week? What, like, what excuses did I make? How can I make better goals and not beat yourself up about it, but, but just like reset goals. Like that happened to me this week. It was like, I signed up for this biking class and then I ended up being put on the wait list and then I didn't get in, but I just decided, okay, I'm going to go to my hospital gym and I'm just going to, you know, run there. I'm not going to make this an excuse, but Mm -hmm. I know I can do better next week. And then just like with, um, eating and movement, like at the clinic, I'm not walking around as much as I did at the hospital and I don't want to be, become like super sedentary. And Mm so instead of like writing an email to someone across the office, I'll just go walk and talk to them. You know, if it's just like a, you know, just to get up and get moving. (laughs) I think that's important. Yeah. And I think too, I mean, that's one good example because I've noticed that too, as I transitioned from working at the hospital to then out of my house. Like I had to walk into work. So I'd spend 20 minutes a day walking and, and if it was really slow, I'd go for a walk. Well, that doesn't happen when I'm at home. So making time to like go and get outside, even if it's kind of cold has been helpful for me to like re-energize myself and have a time to like step away from what I'm doing. And I found that to be super helpful. And I, I would imagine that you've seen that as well. Yeah. As Mm -hmm. kind of trying to incorporate that more as it, as it's not as, um, what's the word like built into your routine. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I found my sister actually taught that to me. That's great that you like do those walks outside. My sister would do that. She'd always, um, leave. She, she worked in her boss's like basement Mm -hmm. and she'd leave for 20 minutes. She'd choose a close friend or family member to call during that time. So she'd just become like, re-energize, refocus on like what's important in life and then go back and be more effective at work. And I think sometimes workplaces, they say they just want you to like work, 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 but really sometimes like taking breaks can really help you, um, come back and, and focus more, not be distracted. Yeah. Well, and when you're staring at something or writing something or whatever, (sighs) doing the same thing for such a long time, like, I don't know who, I don't care who you are. Your attention span is not going to be the same when you very first start as it is like two hours in. So, amen. (laughs) yeah. So I think just, I mean, it kind of what it sounds like what we're both having experienced and find to be helpful is like finding or, or acknowledging the fact that we can't be like a hundred percent on all the time (laughs) and, and to know that it's good to take those breaks whether, you know, whatever it is to recharge and for both of us getting out and like moving is, is really helpful. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. For sure. Cool. Now I want to go outside after we're done. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) It's like kind of a nice day. So, okay. So let's talk a little bit about um, eating and cooking for one. Is there anything that is difficult for you when it comes to feeding yourself when it's one person as opposed to (laughs) more? Um, Sometimes it's like finding the motivation to Mm -hmm. make myself a meal that um, I actually love leftovers. So it's not necessarily like that I'm going to be sick of eating it for the rest of the week, but just that I'm going to find a meal that is like not very much time to prepare, not Mm -hmm. super hard ingredients to find. um, And that I just make that time. Sometimes it's just being motivated to make the time. Um, And also, so, so I'm not just like, and my, and my go-to is like, um, breakfast burritos, just like eggs, fresh salsa and like cheddar cheese and a tortilla. And, um, which it's, I don't think it's like, I mean, it's a, it's a healthy Mm go-to, but at the same time, it, I don't think all my body needs is that. So making sure that's like not my only dinner, that's like been a challenge sometimes. Have some variety in in what you're eating for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that sounds good. Well, and I think too, I mean, if you have certain things on hand all the time and to not have to think about it, especially after Mm -hmm. a long day can be beneficial, but it can also get boring after a little bit. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. So what about the other side? Is there anything that you really like about cooking for one? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, it's, it's funny because sometimes I think, oh, I should invite people over for like Sunday dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that I'm opposed to doing that, but yeah. sometimes people eat a lot and then they eat the whole thing. And then I'm like, oh, I don't have any leftovers. <laughs> you were planning on leftovers. I know exactly Darn how it. that you is. Know what I mean. <laughs> so, um, so sometimes it's just really nice to make a meal. And then I'm like, oh, I can enjoy this like the whole week. Um, one of my favorite things to do is like doing... Um, a crock pot or instant pot meal, Mm -hmm. um, like a chicken mixture of some sort. Like one of my favorites is this like honey smoked, um, chicken and it, it's just really flavorful and I can either eat it in tacos. I can do like a rice bowl or something. So it doesn't have to be the same meal. Really. I can like switch it up and make different things out of it. So that's, that's been fun for me. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I like, I like to be able to make like something simple that can then be used in multiple ways. Are there any other dishes that you like make and then can use and, you know, to repurpose like you Um, do for that? I'm I'm trying to think, um, you know, that's like, that's like my main thing, like Mm -hmm. either having, um, well, another thing, another easy meal that I really like that you can repurpose is just buying like a rotisserie chicken at Costco. Um, lots of times I like making Thai food with that. So I just throw the chicken in or I can use that chicken on a salad, um, or put it on like a quesadilla. There's just like a lot of different things that I can do and I don't have to, you know, thaw out, you know, chicken that I bought like a couple weeks ago and froze and it's just like an easy go-to. So I'm not going to have an excuse to like not make you know, a protein to go with my meal. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, honestly, that extra 10 minutes to cook a protein 
can yeah. be the barrier to do it. Yeah, and we all have those sure. days where it's like, oh man, I have to grab it out of the freezer or out of the fridge and then I have to wash my hands and then I have to prepare it, whatever. And that's <laughs> yeah. just like three steps too many. And plus those Costco rotisserie chickens are good. Oh, so good. They taste so good. <laughs> so I actually want to go back to something that you said before about motivation to get in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you have found to be helpful to find that motivation? Like, is there anything that you look forward to in terms of the preparation or the eating that you, um, gets you to get started? (laughs) So, um, something, so if someone like tells me of like a really good recipe, they're like, this is so good. You know, you should try this. Also, um, my, my grandparents, um, they are, any meal that I make is the best meal in the world. So (laughs) sometimes it's motivating if I'm like, oh, I want to feel validated that my cooking is good. Uh-huh. I'm going to make a new meal and like go share it with my grandparents. Honestly, sometimes that's motivating because I get to see someone else enjoy something that I've made and I get to enjoy it with them. Oh, um, yeah. And so I don't know. Sometimes that's motivating. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that's, it's an interesting thought. Well, I I mean, it's a common thought because a lot of people that I talk to, one of the hardest things about cooking for one is the fact that, you know, you make all of this food and then it, at the end of, at the end of it, it just doesn't seem worth it because you're not sharing it with somebody else. You don't get that validation from somebody else or have that mealtime to look forward to, to sharing with somebody else. And, um, if that's a huge concern or a reality for you, then that is a good option, whether it's like dropping it off to somebody or inviting like one or two people over. So you know that you still <laughs> would have some food left over. Yeah, not boys, just girls. <laughs> yeah. Or having like a potluck. That's what I like to do is have potlucks. Oh, fun. And that way, you know, you don't have to do all of the preparation and also, um, yeah, you have a little bit better chance of having something that you can eat later. <laughs> oh yeah. I, something that I've really liked my, my sister, um, had this idea with a group of friends, they do soup night every week. And so it's like a group of, I don't know, eight people or something. And they, someone decides to host and they make the soup and then everyone else brings sides. So they've learned so many different soups that they like during the winter. And it's a fun excuse to, to get together. So it's like a, you know, a themed dinner group. Uh And that's been something I haven't been able to do lately um just because all my roommates and I we we have such different schedules but at my mm-hmm. old house I definitely had a dinner group and we had like a calendar and that was fun cuz we got to try a lot of different meals and we didn't um if anyone I recommend that to anyone that can um work that out with people that they live with because I think it's just a fun way to get like variety in your diet or yeah planning dinner groups around people that live close to you Yeah. So (laughs) I laugh whenever I hear people talk about dinner groups because I tried one with a couple (laughs) of my roommates and friends when I was in college and it was a disaster. Like the food was awesome when my, (laughs) like my roommates or I made it or it was awful or it didn't happen the other times. So with that said, have you found any, um, like tricks or anything to help make sure that people in it are going to be like good and participate and it's going to be a something that actually works, I guess. Do you so know what I mean? <laughs> the thing is, um, I found when I was at BYU, we made rules for the dinner group. Oh, okay. And like, um, so we said, I think everyone cooked like 
once a month. It ended uh-huh. up being maybe twice a month. And we said there had to be a vegetable incorporated. Um, it could only be pizza like like once every three months or something. <laughs> <laughs> like it was a hard, fast rule. So yeah. everybody people would feel like almost shame if they had pizza because <laughs> little Caesars really... pizza, especially. <laughs> so, um, and then the thing is in my last apartment that I lived with, lived in, I was really impressed. The, I think when, when you're cooking for other people and maybe it's like past the college stage. So people are a maybe. little bit like wanting to experiment more. It's mm-hmm. kind of fun. Cause you don't have a family to experiment on. Yeah. You experiment on your roommates and you see like, what you get feedback, you know, like what's good and what's not. And people are always going to be grateful, but you can really tell when people really like something. Um, and I mean, there's definitely, there was one roommate that would still get pizza a lot, um, and not take it as seriously, but three out of four roommates, like making really good meals. That was a lot of meals. And then you had leftovers for yourself for lunch. So it really took care of like two meals or I mean, at least like four meals for me every week, just making, dinner for me and my roommates. That's such a good idea. And I guess even too, like you could do a potluck to see, cause it's been, as I've hosted yeah. them, it's fun to see like, Oh, you really surprised me, you know, <laughs> or the oh, friend yeah. who's like, can I just bring bread? Because I literally have no idea. I can't make anything, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> which is fine too. But you know, we don't want those people in our <laughs> dinner crew. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like, don't take it personally, but if you're not going to make something like a little bit more like I don't know, different, (laughs) like you might not be invited back. Well, I think at the end of the day you want, I don't know if fairness is the right term, but you want it to be like equal, you know, you want to be able to get something similar out of it as you're putting in and not to say that, you know, if, if you're not a good cook, then you're not putting anything into it. That's not what I'm saying, but it's just, you want to have people with similar tastes and similar, like, you know, desires to experiment with food and, um, things like that. And that's important to recognize. Yeah. And I think, um, a lot of times like being single there, um, kind of what we were talking about before, um, people can feel like left out, like if they're not invited to the dinner group. Mm -hmm. But, um, the thing is, it's not, it's just, people just need to be mindful about like, not talking about it a lot or whatever. It doesn't have to be an exclusive thing. Like if someone hears about it and they're interested, like you can say like, here, here here's some of the things that we make. Like if you're interested in experimenting and trying new foods, you're welcome to come. Like, but everybody contributes to this group and just setting like commitments and, you know, expectations. It's not like this free for all, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, you know, that's a really good way to put it, to be like, these are the things that we usually make. And I think people, right away, it's a good litmus test. Like, is this something that, you know, that they would feel comfortable joining in on with, with that being kind of the, the expectation. And if not, that's okay. They can find another group of people where it's a little bit more their own, um, expectations, I guess. So I, yeah, I like that. For sure. Yeah. And it's not judging or accusatory. It's just like, this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. How do you think, you know, this is, so I like that. So we are about out of time. I wanted to ask, um, actually one question that I haven't asked in a while, do, is there anything that you do while you're eating your meals? <laughs> oh, this is so embarrassing. No. I honestly, <laughs> um, I, I watch like Disney plus shows or oh, something yeah? or like, movies. So fun. <laughs> um, and I, sometimes I read, um, 
one of my roommates, she, um, we've started eating some of our meals together. So sometimes mm-hmm. we'll eat together, which, so that's been, that's been fun. Like if I make a meal and I know that one of my roommates is home, I'll like invite her to eat with me. And, and like I said, it's, it is more fun to like eat with people. Um, but so, yeah, I guess I enjoy company cause I, I like to keep myself occupied during my meals. Totally. Yeah. So I think that's a good option. So if you live with roommates and you get along with them and <laughs> you can share meals with them or have friends over, uh, what are you, are you watching? Or is anything that you're loving on Disney plus right now? <laughs> the Avengers. It, it's so um, fun to ask these questions cause I learn a lot. <laughs> yep. Um, honestly, it's the Avengers. I went through cool. infinity war and Endgame without, um, knowing cause I, I just don't keep up with movies enough to know that there was actually like multiple Avengers movies before that, that I hadn't seen. Cause there's so many Marvel movies. So, so I just thought these random characters were in infinity war and Endgame, And then I'm like going back and being like, wow, <laughs> this makes a lot more sense. I mean, I still enjoyed those movies without seeing these ones before, but I don't know. That's been really fun for me to like catch up on all the characters. So yeah, that's really funny. I, I think that's the one thing that's nice about those series is because I'm the same way. Like I've seen random ones here or there, but I've not by any means seen even half of them probably, but Mm -hmm. you can still, it's still a fun story to watch. So even if you don't know all of the characters, it's still entertaining um, without context. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) And now you have the option to be able to catch up on it. So that's great. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, thanks so much for chatting with me. Is there anything else that you wanted to share that you didn't get a chance to talk about? Um, no, I just, um, this was a, I, I love, I love talking about this because it, it motivates me to like have more variety in my eating, but also Mm -hmm. realize like, I don't know, I've, I've come, I've come a long way in like the way that I eat and the way I develop to eat. And it makes me honestly, like being single, it's funny. Sometimes I feel like married people like don't think that we can cook because they didn't start cooking until they got married. Um, but we've, you know, just being older and single, I realize like, these are things that I can do myself and, Mm. um, and not that like, I need to like get married to learn how to do this, which is, I don't know. It's, it's empowering to be able to do that. Um, and, and fun. So. Well, and two, I think just to be able to take care of yourself in that way. So I think, um, I, I, I mean, I'm talking to a select population here. Most, most of the people that I talk to like to cook. And uh-huh. so, you know, I mean, it's a good way to practice self-care because for a lot of people like cooking and experimenting or whatever is kind of relaxing or it's something that you, you know, look forward to doing or at least having home cooked meals, I guess I should say at least that. And mm-hmm. that's worth a lot for sure. Oh, totally. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, and the thing too, I mean, at the end of the day, like the point is to feed ourselves. And so finding ways to make that easy is really important. And it sounds like you found some ways to simplify the process and, and then to also leave room for experimentation um, or having that desire to do more of that, which is great. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you so much for chatting. Yeah. Thank you, Rebecca. All right. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Table for One podcast with Rebecca. Continue the conversation over in the Table for One Facebook group. Find recipes or work with me over at nourishnutritionblog.com 
Or actually, the easiest way is to follow me on Instagram at Nourish Nutri Co. And you can click the link in my profile to get more great resources for cooking for one. Talk to you next week. Oh,